This is Too Busy to Podcast, a show for busy, multi-passionate female entrepreneurs at different stages of their podcasting journey who may be feeling frustrated or overwhelmed doing all the things. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast editor and podcast manager. I'll be coming to you every week, solo or with a guest, to share actionable tips, simple strategies and useful resources to help you manage and grow your podcast the simple way. We'll be covering the practical stuff like how to start a podcast, what equipment you should use and how to create a podcast workflow that helps you to stay organized. But also there's the other important stuff like mindset, email marketing, productivity and storytelling. So open up the notes app on your phone and let's get started. Hey there and welcome to another episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I'm really excited to introduce you to our guest today. Leonor Herrera is a business coach and mentor who helps women entrepreneurs build a business they love with a mindset and strategy that gets them results. Leonor, hello and thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me today. I'm very happy to be here with you and I'm happy to share some tips for all the women entrepreneurs out there that are trying to build a business and they have a lot on their plate. So I'm here to help and share some tips. We are definitely going to delve into that. But before we do, I would love it if you could tell our listeners a little bit more about you and your story. Yes. Well, I um, live in the in the US. I live in Atlanta. And years ago, in 2007, I opened the first nanny agency here. Um, my first nanny, there were several nanny agencies back then. And at the time, actually, during the same three months, within the same three months, a lot of other nanny agencies opened here. But I opened the first one of my series. And I started um, helping nannies find a job and connecting them with families. It was uh, something I, I, I was looking forward to do at the time I was teaching full time, but I decided to open the business as a side hustle and I run it as a side hustle for one year. And then I was ready to just go full time. And it had been a great journey. I've been, as I said, I've been placing nannies since 2007, and now I place nannies in Atlanta, uh, I place nannies in Arizona, in Colorado, in Texas, in Florida, and in South Carolina as well. So I've been growing, and now I have a team as well, and that's how it's possible for me to do it all, because now also I'm a business mentor, and I help other entrepreneurs to build a business they love using the power of mindset and strategy as well. Okay, so the nanny business came first. So where did the coaching business fit in? Yes. So uh, I started coaching two years ago uh, when a lot of people and a lot of nannies will ask me, how do I start my nanny agency? How Ah. do I do a business? And I will start getting requests even from my same clients, you know, the mothers that are hiring a nanny on how did you build a business? How did you do it? And that's when I started to see that, you know, it was for me a good Mm. time to start helping others to also build a business, not only nanny agencies, but a business business that was aligned with uh, their own um, beliefs, a business that will use what they already know, because all these women, they already have a 
a lot of knowledge. They have a lot of things to share. And that's why I started two years ago. Amazing. Amazing. So what does your week look like? Are you full-time in both? You mentioned the team in the nanny business, AP nannies, it's called, for anyone who might need a nanny in any of those states. (laughs) Leonor is your lady. How does it all work? How are you juggling your work week? Yes. Well, I do stand blocking. That's something I use all the time. Mm -hmm. So my week in general, um, sometimes it it, it, it's... um, a little different, but in general, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I use them in my coaching business. And then uh, Mondays um, and Wednesdays, I use them full-time on the nanny agencies. And then Fridays, it will depend on uh, what I have. Sometimes I have to schedule some clients for coaching on Fridays. And if not, I will use that time to basically, you know, create content, to build my social media, things like that. But that's in general how I do it. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's amazing. And it's funny because most of the um, people that know me knows that I don't work Saturdays and Sundays. That's something that I do now. That is for my family because I'm big on on family. I <laughs> and that's yes. that's a very important part of my life. Mm-hmm. And it's also a very important part of self care. Would you yes, agree? Totally. It is very, very important. Taking time for yourself and you know taking care of yourself. It's one of the most important things if you want to build a business and if you want Mm. to also be healthy. It's super important. Yes. No, I totally agree. So that's a lovely sort of segue into today's topic. We are obviously here to talk about self-care, specifically for female entrepreneurs who, you know, we probably do way more (laughs) than we should. You know, we're running a business or businesses we could be mums, we could be wives, we're daughters, we've got friends, we've got the dog, <laughs> we've got it all going on and we try to do it all. Yes. And sometimes that's at a detriment to ourselves. I know from my personal experience, when I reached out to you to be a guest on the show, I was at burnout. I probably, you know, jumped over burnout and went running down the hill because my business started in September 2020 and it only occurred to me in October that I hadn't taken any considerable amount of time away from the business since I started it. And if we were to go back further, when COVID hit in March 2020, I had a nine to five. I normally travel when I take time off from the nine to five, but because of COVID, I wasn't able to travel. So Mm. for me, the last time that I'd taken a week off was January 2020 and I was exhausted. Yes. I have taken that time off. I did just come back from two weeks off. It's the most brilliant thing in the world, but it was a difficult time. And so when you and I connected, I obviously came across a post in one of our memberships and I thought, right, yep. Self-care, because I'm at that point now and I just need you to share your knowledge and your expertise with my listeners. So to start this conversation, I would love to know what what does self-care look like to you? Yes, well, self-care, it's something that needs to be completely inserted in your life. So you don't have to wait for long periods of time like, oh, I'm going to go on vacations in six months, I mean, one year. 
and then I'm going to, you know, do something for me and I'm going to relax. No, that is just not a sustainable way of self-care. Self-care needs to be something that is done regularly. It needs to mm. be in your agenda. It needs to be a priority. It's not something that you will do for later. And especially when you are studying, I remember vividly when I started my business, I was obsessed with my business, which I have to say, it's a good thing. Because when you're studying, yeah. you have to be obsessed with your business and you have to put 100% there. However, it is very important as well to think about yourself and make yourself a priority. This is very important. You are not something that can be taken care of later. You are a priority. And you are actually, in your list of priorities, you are at the top. Because if you are not very well, you know, if you're not taking care of yourself, you cannot take care of anyone else. Not of your family, yeah. not of your business. Nothing will work if you don't take care of yourself. And that yeah. is how important it is. Self-care, it's not, you know, something that you save for later when you have a little extra money. No. Self-care, it's super important. Very, very important. It needs to be a priority. And actually, you know, I love to talk about money and money mindset. And this is very important. If you don't have self-care, chances are, it's going to be nearly impossible for you to bring abundance into your life and into your business. That's how important it is. So it's all interwoven. Completely, yes. But self-care wow. is very important. So you start with little things, but it needs to be in your agenda. It needs to be a priority. And it's not something that you are going to be later when you have a little extra money or later when you have more clients, or later when you have a team, or later. No, it needs to start right now. Amazing. You've said that so well. I almost got goosebumps because there's always a later, yes. right? As a businesswoman, I'm guilty of it as well. I think we're all guilty of it at some point. There's always, I'll do this, I'll do that later. But actually, you're right. You need to put yourself first because there's only one you and there's only you that can look after you. Yeah. So that is a really, really good point. Yes. And if you wait for later, then you're going to come to a point where you are in total burnout. You are not any longer interested in anything because you already yes. exhausted yourself. I can definitely relate to that. I was exhausted. I was unmotivated. I was making mistakes in my True. business, on my business. Thankfully, there weren't major mistakes with my clients. It was just stupid little things. But when you are that exhausted, you just can't. It was just even hard to function. Of course, I'd brush my teeth in the mornings and of course I'll have my shower. But that was probably about it. I just wanted to sit down in a dark room <laughs> and watch yeah. Netflix. Uh, there was no motivation yes. for my business. And as an entrepreneur, your business is you. So if you're not doing, unless you've, you know, you've got the beauty of having a team, but for solopreneurs like myself, if you're not doing the work, then, you know, who's yes. going to do it? Yes. So you've got to prioritize yourself so that you can keep going in a yes. healthy way. And even 
when you have a team, you still need to be very conscious that you are very important that that you are a priority because you are setting the note for your team yeah. as well. This is true. And you don't want to have a team that it's completely tired, that it's going to be making mistake after mistake because they as well are not taking care of themselves. Yes. Thank you. That is such a good point because I know from my J-O-B days, which I hope never to go back to, but there's that phrase in terms of it starts at the top, right? So people look at you as the leader. So if your your team are seeing that you're doing certain things, you're not looking after themselves, they might think that that's the norm when actually it isn't. So you've got to lead by example. So that's an excellent, excellent point. Yes, it is important because the people that works with you, they have an important task as well. You're not going to hire people that is not going to making or taking care of important tasks in your business. So in order for that to be at the best, they also need to be well rested. They need to be happy. They need to have some joy in their life and they need to have some personal goals as well. That is very important, but you need to set the tone for them. And you need to make yourself a priority. It's like that. It's like when you are a mom. If you are not okay, if mom is in a bad mood, the entire family is in a bad mood. (laughs) The entire household (laughs) knows about it. Yeah. So that's how important it is to keep ourselves in good shape, you know, in a good mood and taking care of ourselves in order to function the best possible way. I love that. So what would you say are good daily routines or practices that these busy female entrepreneurs could adopt? You know what? This is very important to realize. And I know a lot of people, it's not going to be happy with what I'm going to say, because sometimes we (laughs) we want the easy way. But you have to make a very conscious decision to find out what works for you. We are all humans and we are all different. You're going to find some Mm -hmm. moms or some entrepreneurs that they like to wake up really early. And that's why there's that popular 5 a.m. club. Good for them if they want to do it. There's other of us that we're not ready for the 5 a.m. club and never will be. (laughs) Neither I want to be. So you just need to find what works for you. So, for example, I personally love to practice yoga. For me, it's a way to relax, Mm. exercise, keep myself in good shape, and at the same time, train my mind. And, you know, for everything, especially for exercise routines, five minutes a day is better than one hour a week. So you need to start introducing that. Now, I'm not here to tell every entrepreneur, wake up at six in the morning and do you do yoga in the morning? Because that might be not the one for you. Maybe you prefer to have a relaxing morning and then do your yoga half day. Or maybe you prefer to do it before going to bed. You really need to find what's your rhythm. You need to find what works for you. Yeah. Sometimes as well, you cannot introduce self-care if you're a mother and an entrepreneur that needs to commute the kids to school in the morning. What is 
the good thing about stressing yourself to even including more things into your morning routine. It doesn't work like that. So you need to find what's the best time for you to find that peaceful moment in order to get your self-care. Because yes, as a mompreneur, you cannot just say, okay, this is my self-care and the kids can watch themselves. No, you sometimes don't have that luxury, <laughs> right? Yeah. So you need to allocate the time that is right for you. And if you're running a business and you're also running a household and taking care of your young children, asking for help is the first step. You don't need to do this alone. And if you have a partner, he or she needs to contribute as well. And if you do not have a partner, then look for a sitter or for someone that can come for 30 minutes or one hour to help you. But you need to see what mm -hmm. works for you. What are your limits and what can you do in order to put that? In the worst case scenario, if you cannot find someone that you can afford at this moment and make sure that it's only for a limited time that you can afford it. Because if you're running a business and you cannot afford a little bit of money for your self-care, then you don't have a business, you have a hobby, and that's not what you want. We're here to build a business, a profitable business that will bring money. If that's not the case, we need to do something else. Love it. So you need to take care of yourself. And if at the beginning it means that you wake up 15 minutes before your children in the morning, then let it be. But you need to find what works for you because we're all different. We have different dynamics at home and we need to make it work for us. Not because it's working for your neighbor or for your best friend, it's going to work for you. You need to find the one that works for you. Yeah. And I am definitely not in the 5am club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not. So you touched on yoga, which is a form of exercise. What other types of self-care are there? Because I can probably name three, but I'm sure there's many more than that. Yes, there are several. You can use a way of meditation. Mm. There are guided meditations as well that will help you tremendously. You can also, you know, do another type of exercise. A lot of entrepreneurs that I work with, they love running. That is another way of self-care, you know. Find a way of exercising because self-care also includes taking care of your body. Self-care includes your mind, your body, your yes. soul. You need to feed your soul. You need to take care of your mind and you need to take care of your body. It's all together. You use all your soul, your body, your mind to become a better human every single day. And that part of self-care. Also, of course, self-care for a lot of people means as well to dress in a beautiful way that makes them feel joy. So all that activities that make you feel joy. Another important part, it's also being in contact with other people. Like sometimes how long it had been since you don't go for coffee or for a drink with your yeah. friends that 
it's food for your soul. Mm. And you need to also schedule that in your agenda. It's not for later. It's for, you know, if you have the time, do it once mm. a week. If not, then start by doing it once a month and then you can increase that. So you start including tiny uh, little tweaks in your agenda until you notice the difference and then you include a little bit more. Because tiny little tweaks all together make a big change. And once you notice what is changing, you're going to add more of the good things to your daily habits, to your daily routines. But yes, exercising, it's a lot of people say, well, I'm not big at exercising. Yeah, I'm not good at exercising. And I know we're all different. I know we're all different, but exercising, it's a very, very important part of your self-care. Because then again, if you're not taking care of your body, then it's going to be harder and harder. Mm. Eating well as well. I know that we all like to probably indulge in sweets or things like that. It doesn't. Yes. And, and it's okay. It doesn't mean that you have to cut everything, you know, but you need to be more mindful about what you are doing. There's nothing wrong with having a piece of cake, but yeah, you're not going to eat the entire cake or eat cake for breakfast every single day. I mean, you need to be more conscious of what you're doing and all that little things you need to start thinking and planning because... Sometimes people get afraid of planning, but planning is just setting you for success. Because once you have a plan, you know what's coming next. You know, but looking back, you can see all your accomplishments that that one's helped you to just go and keep going and take and go to the next level. You need to make sure that you are watching what you're doing, that you are reviewing and seeing what worked, what didn't work, and what can I do now in order to put one more thing in myself self-care routine or in my self-care plan and every routine it's different we don't need to follow someone else's routine because that's going to be harder where we don't want to go against the flow you want to go with the flow with what is aligned with yourself and there's a very easy way to do that you can just grab a piece of paper and start putting the hours that you are awake. So if you wake up in the morning at 7, put 7, 7.15, uh, 7.30, and so on, until the time you go to bed. And marking there the most difficult times, like, for example, when the kids are, uh, you know, more tired, that you are feeling so overwhelmed, just mark there in increments of 15. And then look, for example, okay, this is the time that I have less stress during the day and I can use this 15 minutes for meditation or I can use this 15 minutes to dance yeah. because dance is a form of exercising that actually helps you to bring joy as well. You're not going to feel down you're going to actually feel good. So put a good piece of music and start dancing <laughs> even with the kids. But once you have that, you check when are the most difficult times. You check when are the easiest time that you can say, okay, 11.15, it's the best time for me to take for my self-care. 
And then also from there, you start seeing, I have two hours in the afternoon that are very hard. Yeah. So the first thing that I'm going to do once my business start bringing more income is I'm going to hire a sitter for that two hours during the afternoon. Yes, I love and that. And so on. You start seeing your entire picture, but it's going to be very different. Yours is going to be very different than mine. I can assure you that. So I had a bit of a, as you were talking, I was thinking about the mind. You mentioned mind, body, soul, which is, you know, a hundred percent correct, but I'm sure other people feel like this. I'm sure you might have been in this space at some point. I feel like as an entrepreneur, your mind, your brain is constantly going. So when I shut the laptop several times in a day, because I work in increments, I just feel like my brain is still going. I know we've talked about exercise, meditation, healthy eating habits, but is there anything else that you would recommend for those sort of scenarios where your brain just won't stop to the point where sometimes I might have dreams about something. And now I have started carrying a notebook around with me just to jot down. I think I'm going through a period in my business of a little bit of change. So that might be it. How can we quieten our, they're not negative thoughts, but just, you know, ideas, they're creative ideas for our business, but it just means that my brain is constantly going. Do you have any kind of suggestions for that? Yes, and you can rest, right? Uh, true story. Your brain is going and you're drained and so tired. So definitely meditation is the best way to go. You can either meditate. And meditation doesn't mean that you have to just sit. Sometimes meditation for us, when someone says meditation, seems like a thing that we don't even know how to do. So <laughs> how do I do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meditation is just a quiet time when you start connecting your, you know, your soul with yourself. Just, just you connect mm. with your inner soul. And in order to do that, you can go for a quiet time in the nature. Like, for example, if you have a little park around, just take a quiet time to walk there. And you are in there, you are already hitting exercising, you're already hitting meditation, you are already doing that. And don't push yourself to do it like, oh, one hour, because it's not going to happen. It's not sustainable. You have to start with five minutes. And then, you know, you've been doing this for a long time. You're used to have Mm -hmm. your brain going that you need to train your brain to relax on demand. Oh, that would be a skill. That's the point here. You're going to, and it is, it is a skill that can be learned. So you're going to train your brain to relax on demand. And that can be done by using three minutes here and there. And you're going to put your phone away. Nothing is going to happen if you don't answer the email right away. Nothing is going to happen if you're not connected, you know, 24-7. So you let go of all computer, all the things you're back and focus on just sitting. If you don't want to walk, just sit in a quiet place. And every time you start thinking about business, start thinking about something that makes you ah, happy. Okay. Like, for example, you can start thinking 
uh, a lot of people loves to feel the fresh air. If you don't have an opportunity, that particular day is raining, whatever. You sit and start thinking about the time where you were walking and you feel fresh air just on your face and your hands. Start thinking about things that make you happy. Even, you know, when you swim or when you are, you know, with, for example, my children are older now. Like when I have a conversation with my children, how makes me feel? Start thinking about happy memories. Three, five minutes at the beginning. And that's going to help you to train your brain to relax on demand. That's the whole goal, to train your your brain. I am going to try that. But at the beginning, yes, it's going to be difficult because we're so used to go, 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 go. (laughs) That's exactly it. And with, with the way our world is run at this time, yes, it's not easy. It's something we have to make a conscious decision to say, now it's the good time for me to just relax. Five minutes and put your timer. The next five minutes are going to be my relaxing time. Put your timer, five minutes, and start thinking about happy memories, things that bring you joy, and just breathe and connect, breathe and connect, and think about happy memories. That's probably the best way to start the first step. Thank you. I am definitely going to try that because I am going through a slight shift in my business at the moment. So especially where I just took two weeks off, lots of ideas came to me. But generally, I just feel like my brain is just always going and it's exhausting. Um, And I love my business, but you do want to be able to step away and just have, like you said, five minutes of rosemary, (laughs) like that individual time, I guess. Rosemary as a person rather than CEO. Yes. And that's another thing that you can also do when you have children at home. It's going to be challenging for everyone, but that's also going to help them to learn how to train their own brain. Because then again, they're not trained for that. Now they're go, go, go. They go to school. They keep going. They come after school activities. Do this, do that. And go, 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 go. Even for children now in our days, it's harder for them to take a nap than it used to be years ago. This is very, very true. It's amazing how the world has changed. And it's also a little bit scary to think about where the world could potentially be going. Yes. Yeah, like our children's children. If it moves any faster, the world might just fall off of its axis. But that's a totally different it podcast is. episode. But, <laughs> but then again, you know, having a relaxing time with your children—it's possible, and it doesn't happen overnight. But if you train them at the same time as you're training yourself, mm. it's going to be very beneficial for the entire family as well. No, that is an amazing, amazing tip. So I saw a post on your Instagram that made me pause and just kind of think about, because we use the phrase work-life, well, a lot of people use the phrase work-life balance quite a lot. But in this post, you talk about work-life blend. And that just struck me as really interesting. One, because I've not quite heard that phrase before, but in your post, you talked about And you're absolutely right. We don't have to separate personal from work. All the aspects, whether it's relationships, work, family, 
social life, all the aspects make up our life. And so we just need to find a way for them to work together in harmony. Could you talk a little bit more about that and some things that you may have seen come up with the people that you work with as a coach? Yes, this is very important because we are used to say, okay, if you work a regular job, you go nine to five and then you leave and then you go home. That's not the case for us as entrepreneurs. We, we, don't, we don't have that. Neither we want. So we need to make sure that everything is one whole thing together. And because mm. I see very frequently with my clients, they have a family agenda and a work agenda. It doesn't work like that because there's no two different worlds running separately. They are completely together. So you need to have just one agenda where you include, as I mentioned before, your self-care. You include your work hours, your family hours, your friend hours. Everything needs to be in there. And when you look at that, you need to have a perfect blend of everything together because you are not building a business in order to have another job. That's not the goal. The goal is to build a business that brings you joy, that makes you happy, that it's successful, that it's profitable. But in order to do that, you need to think more as your business is part of your mm -hmm. life. You're working on something you love. You're working on something that if somebody, even if they're not paying you, you can talk about it for hours and be happy about talking about that, which I am not an advocate for not getting paid. That's just a no. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you need to work. I mean, if you're building a business, your business needs to be something you absolutely love and mm. you're involved in it. And at the same time, you need to also have a family life and you need to have a life that does something else besides your business, but it's all blended together. They communicate with each other and they are not fighting with each other. It's not, oh, either I have a business or I have more family life. No, it's all together. It's interconnected. I always think about, and I always give that, that example, I was a teacher for many years and I love teaching. I mean, working with the children was something I truly enjoy and I still miss, I have to be honest. But the pressure of working in the school system was so horrible that I still can remember very, very vividly in my memory on Sundays, I was so sad that my Sunday was ending and I had to prepare for my Monday. That's a feeling I don't want to have anymore. That doesn't happen with my business. It doesn't. In fact, I have a group where I give tips for entrepreneurs and how to do, you know, work on your mindset, on your money mindset, on your strategy and all that. And I, I was looking the other day and most of my, on my videos that I do on Mondays, I always say, oh, you know, I love Mondays. This is one of my favorite days because it has so many opportunities. But it was a totally different view after you know, having now a business that I love to work in my business. I love what I do. And it's not that I didn't love teaching, but the whole bureaucracy that involves being a teacher was not what I wanted. 
So that's why it needs to be blended because your business is something you enjoy, is something you love, is not something that, oh, I need to give up my family in order to have a business or I need to postpone my business because I have children, which that it's the one that kills me with uh, with mothers because they're always, oh, I don't want to have a business because I want to be for my children there. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Ah, it, but the business will help it, you it will help to make you. that a reality. This comes down to self-care. You need to chase your dreams first. How are you going to teach your children to go after their dreams if you never went for yours? Yeah, that is a very, very good point. So you need to make sure that you are, that you have everything connected. Everything is blended in a very harmonious, happy way. And what's one way, tip, strategy that you might recommend that people do that? Does that make sense, that question? (laughs) Yes, on how to connect everything, right? Yeah, how to make it blend. I suppose number one would be don't be resistant. Yes. Well, it's very important that for starters, Mm -hmm. you have a business that you really enjoy. That is super important. Mm. Very, very important. Because if you're going to start a business just for the money, and, 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 and this is very, very important, not, we definitely start a business to make money. That's for sure. What I'm trying to say is you want to make money doing something you love. You need to understand that making money is not or doesn't have to be done by doing something that you hate or something that you don't enjoy. It doesn't have to be hard. And it can be done by doing something you love. Yeah. So that's the first thing. But if you choose something that you want to do just because you think it's going to bring money, then you need to rethink about it. Yeah. For example, if you have a friend or you know a lot of people that they are, I don't know, Uh, bakers for saying something and they are making good money you know baking cakes for weddings or for things like that and you're like oh I can do cakes as well but even though you can bake a cake and do a decent one you don't enjoy it then don't start that business do something else and we all have gifts already that we know that we enjoy and we can make a business with that so that would be the first step recognize that because making money with something you love it's easier it will become easier than dragging yourself convincing yourself to do something you don't even like to begin with so that's the very important part in order to also have it blend make sure that you're open with your family and you talk about your business with them as well Mm. Mm -hmm. because When you have young children at home and you talk about your business with them, Mm -hmm. then they start understanding that that's an important part for you as well. And that you, as a mom, you're chasing your dream and that is part of your life. It's all together. You love working, you love doing what you're doing, and you also love very much spending time with them. But they are going to be able, as they grow older, they're going to be able to give you time to work on your business because you enjoy that. Yes. I want to play a little bit of devil's advocate just because I've seen a few posts on Facebook 
And there are some businesswomen whose families don't support them. They don't think their business idea is viable. What would you say to those women then? Because they can't speak to their families because their families or friends just don't get it. So what would you say to those women? Yes. And you know what? I'm so glad that you actually are asking that because when I talk talk about family, I talk about moms with children with partners. Mm -hmm. That's the family you want to have on board and that's the part of your family that you want to be able to talk about your business and you want them to know how much you enjoy working, doing podcasts or doing what you do. You want that. The other part, your extended family Many times they are not on board. (laughs) It does happen very frequently. That's okay, because we're all different. We are all different. And chances are that you are breaking a generational, you know, block, because sometimes they're very well mean. I mean, sometimes your mother, your father, they say, no, don't do that, because that is not going to bring you enough money to pay your bills and have a, a good life. But that's coming from their own blocks, from their own money block. They don't have to support you if they don't feel like doing it, or if their own blocks do not allow mm-hmm. them to do it. You need to look for other people that is doing something similar. You know, networking groups, other mothers, other women entrepreneurs doing the same as you're doing. And I'm not saying just exactly the same business, but other entrepreneurs that are also building Mm -hmm. their own business. So you can get some support there. And that's super important. Finding your tribe that will help you develop better understanding of your business is very important. Sometimes maybe your extended family, sometimes maybe your mom, your dad, your sisters, many times they are not on board, many times. And I've seen that many, many times. But it's not that they don't want you to succeed. It's just that from their own point of view, they don't see how you're going to succeed doing what you want. And it doesn't mean you're not going to succeed. It's just that that success is not possible for them, but it doesn't mean it's not possible for For you. you. Yeah, I love Mm -hmm. that. I love that. Thank you. That is an amazing note (laughs) to end on. Before we wrap up today's conversation, is there anything else that you wanted to add? I just want to give three easy ways to start your self-care. Perfect. The first one is please make yourself a priority. That's the first step. Make yourself a priority. The second one, build a routine that works for you, that it works at your own time, at your own level and works for you, not for someone else, but for you. And the third one is make self-care a habit. Give it a time. If you come up with a new routine, try it for at least 30 days because building a habit takes time. So give it time to actually, you know, develop that habit. That's how you get started with self-care. It's very important and you need to make it a priority. Thank you. I have taken so much away from this conversation. I have no doubt that our listeners will as well. I am definitely going to try my five minutes of quiet time because the worrying, the constant worrying of one's brain (laughs) 
It's yes. great because, as yes. you said, we're doing what we love. So it doesn't feel like work. But sometimes I do miss those days where there's just peace, not just outside, yes. externally, but internally as well. Yes. That's my biggest takeaway. And it helps you. Once you know how to relax your brain, it helps you to actually increase your creativity, increase your performance, increase your productivity. It is very important to have that. Thank you so much for sharing. So I would love it if you could tell us a little bit about your freebie, the monthly review, and of course, where we can find you. Thanks. Yes. Well, I have that monthly review that I always do at the beginning of the month, either the last day or the first day of the month. In that monthly review, we review what was planned. We review what worked, what didn't work, Mm -hmm. because we need to focus on the things that are working. And that's very important. So yes, you can download that uh, monthly review that it's free and you can, you know, use it each month. And I also do it live every month in the Facebook group. But it's, it's a monthly review basically to review, align, and do more of the things that worked and just, you know, take away the things that didn't work for you. That, that it's there. And I will be very happy if you follow me on Instagram and Instagram and leonor.herreradelrio. And I have a Facebook group, which is the Ripple Experience for Entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And I go live most days with a tip on how to build a business you love. And if they have any questions, um, you know, I would be more than happy. I have an email, which is, uh, again, leonor at leonorherrera.com. And I will be more than happy to answer. Fantastic. I will make sure that all those links are included in the show notes so that people know how to reach out to you. And thank you so much for opening up your inbox to our listeners as well. So I'd like to say thank you again for joining me. This has been an absolutely amazing conversation. And until we meet again, take care. Thank you so much. It was wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.